And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers cast. I'm back from my three pod ban uh, for going on holiday. Uh, apparently that is the new punishment. It's just unfortunate that it landed in a situation where two games were played and neither of those ended in a win. So nice of Chris Hargreaves to keep the victory champagne on ice until I returned from Del Gorman's homeland. Um, here to talk about the week in Yeovil Town is Mr. David Coates. Ben, do you recognise this bloke? I think I, 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 he rings. On, yeah, he rings a distant bell, doesn't it? But he's I been on before, I think. Has he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's okay, fine. yeah. We'll let him. Well, okay, we'll let him go. E- evening. Um, what's his name? Glover's cast. Okay, evening. Glover's cast. <laughs> Good evening, David. Brackets. Glover's cast. <laughs> Middle name brackets. <laughs> and Last you must name, be close brackets. <laughs> and you must be Ben. Uh, so I'm told. Yes. Yeah. How ben are we doing? All right. How was Cribs Causeway? Great question. Great question to start off. <laughs> Brilliant. Which yeah. bargain bucket did you go in? Bargain bucket? Bargain bin? Bargain bucket is uh, KFC. And they might have one of them at Cribs Causeway, I suppose. <laughs> I don't really know how to answer this question, Dave. No. No. The joke is, you know, the joke no. is Cribs Causeway. And then we've taken it so much <laughs> further that I've got to try and add liver routine into this. But uh, no, I just say I that two of the... the Giants Causeway. You did go to the Giants yeah. Causeway. Yeah. yeah. And was yeah. it was it everything that you dreamed it would be? Were there giants? There were no giants. There were some sort of pretend giants. Um, lots of tourists, lots of Americans, and people walking around. You know how, like, when you go to these places and, like, oh, would you like the audio guide? And people mm-hmm. are like, yeah, okay, okay. And then within 30 seconds, they realise it's just like walking around on the phone just to hold it up against your ear. So people then shove them in their bag and don't do them there was lots of that lots of people with these telephone looking things um but no it's nice lots of walking tired out i just point out that you're you're a tourist as well you say there were lots of tourists as if you weren't a tourist yourself <laughs> well no you know what i mean i like the, i like the unspoiled untouched places and it was a lot more touristy than i anticipated while you've been away, we've had a couple of reviews about how analytical and football-based a podcast has been, and already in this, we've just ruined it, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, to be fair, to be fair, you had lots of football to talk about. We've been filling for the whole summer, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably why there's been a real lack of football chat. But there you go, games are back now. Games are back. And what did you make? Of, did you get the chance to see any of our performances against? Uh... Oh, what's with the what's with the what's with the commas? What's with the little air quotes? <laughs> no one saw my air quotes. I then. saw the air quotes. Oh, okay, yeah. But 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 performances. Uh, I listened to the Barnet game. Great one to listen to, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, the yeah, 
Ben getting extremely annoyed at Dale Gorman. It didn't take long, did it? No. <laughs> he was, yeah, that was everything Dale Gorman wanted, that, that commentary. It was, yeah. It's probably he's his new have... ringtone. It's probably his new ringtone, isn't it? He's going to start. Phone rings, it's just me going, he should have been sent off. He should have been sent off. <laughs> it's going to create a line of NFTs of <laughs> Ben's commentary. Um, yes, yeah, so listen to that. Saw the highlights of the Alte game. Good goal from Mr. Um, Mr. Mao. Mao, now we have to call uh, him, don't we? Mao. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, a good goal. Just a classic late sucker punch. But we're kind of used to them, aren't we? No matter how, <laughs> no matter how much they hurt. Typical overall. Punches do hurt. Suckers and otherwise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was interesting that uh, manager said, "I'll never score one of them headers in his career. He'll never score another one of them in his life." In it, I think he oh, said he could, I... he could have a million opportunities. He said and not score that again in yeah. a million. You'd back him to do one in a million at least, wouldn't you? See, I don't like that. After the after the Wrexham game, when Malachi Linton scored that scored his goal, and Phil Parkinson was like, "Oh, to be fair to the lad, he's never going to score another goal like that again." And it was like, "You don't know that, Phil. No, you don't sort know out. that." Sort out, Parkinson. In 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 fairness, I, I know it wasn't anywhere near, near the quality, but uh, the, the goal that Malachi Linton scored at, at, at Altrincham, I would say there's a fair chance he might score another one of them because he, <laughs> he he likes to hit from the outside of the box. If those two goals are going to go by, and apparently yeah, and he I... also likes scoring against Phil Parkinson teams. So if anyone point. else called Phil Parkinson can start taking over our opposition, that'd be great. Malachi Linton will score an absolute worldie against you just because your name Phil Parkinson. The Phil Parkinson managerial merry-go-round. If they swapped now. over, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, we've got, just, we've got Daryl you know, McMahon just... this weekend, haven't we? That that could be, <laughs> yeah. Don't know. Not very Parkinson that. No, uh, I'm just glad I'm finally getting the credit for saying Malachi Linton's going to be our goal scorer as well. You know, I think where it's due. Where it's due. We always give credit <laughs> where it's due on on this podcast, don't we? Do. <laughs> And are, are we teetering on the edge of thinking Will Buse is going to be number one before Halloween now? Or... Halloween? Have we moved it forward to Halloween? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, you know, the way we were talking in the WhatsApp last week, Ben, you were uh, coming I he, close. I thought he might have made the change for Altrincham. I'm glad he didn't, and I wouldn't have made the change either, but I had a feeling he might have made the change. He did say that he's got players chomping at the bit, didn't he? So... Can I just point out that he uses the phrase chomping at the bit an awful lot, our manager, doesn't he? Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. It's like, have you ever noticed that Steve Bruce always used to say, that's for sure. He said, that's for sure about everything. Chomping at the bit and without a doubt, they are Hargreaves-isms. <laughs> I'm disappointed that Hargball hasn't really... Well, it's, right. We're still going in Hargreaves-ball. I've got a little teeny weeny bit of a bone to pick with Monsieur Le Coates on this one. Because oh. I did my five conclusions for one of either Barnet or Ultium and included Hargball. And it was edited in the post edit oh. to Hargreaves Ball. Yeah. I know I didn't do it. And I know you didn't do it. And unless someone else has randomly got the uh, the login, I, I I make no moans about it. I changed it. Hargball just isn't right because his name is not Harg. He'd never been a but, hog. But to use a cricket analogy, Brendan McCullum 
It's not McCullum ball in the cricket. It's Baz ball. We're playing Baz ball cricket now. I've no idea what that means, Ben. Well, you don't. You don't have to. <laughs> I've oh, watched boy. one. I've watched one game of the hundred, which I did quite enjoy, to be fair. Um, and it was, uh, it was the one I was at, wasn't it? It was the one you were at. Yeah, yeah record yeah. breaking. It was yeah. only there to see if he could spot your pink shirt. I did. I, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> I was looking for for you and a uh, and a very cheerful Mrs. Barrett after Leeds three uh, 0 win. That's what I was looking for. But um, but yeah, instead I saw Lancashire triumph over Yorkshire. So no, you didn't. You saw Manchester triumph triumph wow. over the Northern. Wow. Northerners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is, which is everything. Which is everything Yorkshire and above. I think. Okay. You, whatever you have to tell yourself, mate. Uh, okay, so Coates is still undecided on hardball. Um, I'm not undecided. I don't like it. Uh, That's not undecided. I'm against it. <laughs> well, you can need to take that up with Chris Sweet, don't you? Because he's the one who's. Um... I don't need to take it up with anyone. That's my opinion. <laughs> don't feel, I, I feel like we're not winning this one, Ian. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be on the losing side here. He's quite. Well, I'm going to say are, there are two of us, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still, you're not changing my mind. Not that yeah, I'm not saying that you're trying to, but uh, anyway. you won't do. Anyway. By Christmas, by Christmas, Coatsy will be a full believer in hardball. Well, and... all, all I'll say is I didn't see a lot of it at um, Old Trinum. And that was something that I think another one of Ben's conclusions said that there was some there. It was... Yeah, we, it was. We didn't, we didn't... I don't think we had enough of the ball at Old Trinum no. for Hargreaves ball to uh, really play out too much we didn't have we had barely any of the ball i've not, I've not seen the official um uh, stats but easily 60 65 percent possession for ultimate easily easily now we were a team last season that we were always told played really well without the ball um and our team is not that dramatically changed in personnel but it is quite dramatically changed in tactics is that the difference we need the ball. Are we needy for the ball? I think yes. we look we look better with the ball. And I've you know the games I've seen of us, we look a lot. Um, well, I've only seen one actually because preseason preseason means nothing. Um, and we didn't have a lot of the ball in preseason, but we we looked good against Wrexham um, and flashes against Scunthorpe. So, um, should we talk about the weekend? It's a busy weekend, isn't it? Bank double holiday, header. double fixture. Um, Dagenham, first up tomorrow, as you're listening to this, with, um, I know it's Paul McCallum's already scoring, isn't he? Three goals yeah. in four games. Yeah. Um, the defence are going to have to cut out those errors and prevent him from doing much. But, um, Coates, you've had a chat with... I have with Joel from a, uh, if anyone remembers our friend Terry, who was on from the Game of Headers and Volleys, which I love as a name, to be fair, um, our podcast, the Dagenham Redbridge podcast. We had Terry on twice last season. Terry's on holiday this week. So we have his colleague Joel on instead. Who, uh, I, well, I hope you enjoyed this one because I, I had a really good chat with Joel. <laughs> Okay, so this is Dave, and I am very pleased to be joined by Joel from a game of Headers and Volleys, a Dagenham and Redbridge podcast. So, Joel, I know we've had your your colleague Terry on previously, but this is your first time on the Glovers cast, so welcome. Thanks for joining us. 
Uh, thanks for having me. I'm very nervous. Normally, I'm the, the quiet one behind the scenes. I normally push tail forward for all of this, but I'm happy to do it. Ah, uh, no worries. Well, we'll we'll be gentle, I promise you. So, um, <laughs> uh, and it's uh, it's probably not a bad uh, story to tell as far as um, Dagenham's concerned, because uh, you picked up your first win at the weekend. First win, I know it's only four games in, so not a great deal that you can um, you can tell us a, a, about. But how's the season started for you? Uh, that's a tricky one to be honest, because if you, you listen to a lot of our supporters, you'd think this is like one of the worst starts to a season we've ever had. But we've only technically lost one game. I know yeah. it's only four games, but I think it's more about the performances in the games that the supporters got a problem with. Me myself, when I'm watching it, you can see the possibility in the team. You can see what they're trying to do, but it's like it's it's like it's in a, a sealed glass box where you can see it, but you just can't get to it. <laughs> and it's it's a tricky one because like we won like we won on Saturday. It wasn't the greatest performance, but sometimes when you're not playing well, you have to grind out these wins, and then then the form will start coming. You can see what they're trying to do, but it's just it's just the same a bit. I'm not too, you can't quite put your finger on it. It's just not clicking. It's like the team's playing a little bit like they don't know each other, and I don't know whether it's like the early season thing. But like, like everyone keeps saying, it's only four games in now, and you can't. No one wins the league in August, do they? No, no, not even Wrexham, although they're trying to uh, finish. Trying they're to giving it a damn good go. Or even Barnet <laughs> this season. What's that about? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. We lost to them the other week. Uh, yeah, and I don't even want to talk about that one. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just looking at your um, your squad in comparison, I think it was the beginning of March, the end of last season, you gave us a bit of a, a spanking down at our place. I mean, the squad seems to have changed a bit. Is that fair to say? There's a few. I noticed uh, Joey Jones, I think, was a player that I remember being mentioned before. He seems to have gone to Solihull, is that right? You've had a, I think a, so, couple, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a couple of a couple have gone. I mean, has it been a big transition over the summer? Not really, because I think we've only we've only got three players in, like two centre halves and then Omar Musa in midfield from Weymouth. And yeah. he's the one that I'm excited about. But the players we lost, like Joey Jones, Kenny Clark, um, last season they were more like fringe players, like we sent them out on loan at the end of last season. Okay. Where the start of the season they were big players for us, but it's like like throughout the season they sort of lost their their way in the team a little bit and so uh, I, I can't think of I think probably the one we miss the most is probably Will Wright because when you lose your captain and your set piece taker it, it suddenly you've got to find someone lots of other players that are going to fill that role you need other players to step up and if someone's he, taking he was all a your calls, def- defender player wasn't he Will Wright I, I seem to remember he, he went into the league didn't he, Did he, yeah, he, went, he yeah he went to Gillingham and uh, it's a great mo- great move for him and yeah he was a great servant for us and no one can begrudge a player moving up into the football league. It's what Dagenham was built on back in the day when we was originally a non-league team like yourselves. You know, yeah. I mean, that's why that's why I've always got a fond, fond memories of Yeovil. Like, I love Yeovil because when I first started supporting Dagenham, they were like, I used to always buy the football league directory. I'm going off on a tangent here. I always <laughs> used to buy the football league directory every year and I used to love looking through all the teams and I used to see that Yeovil would get a night Two and a half thousand crowds. I'm like, what? Yeah, how can they get that? And There's I'm, not a lot like, else going on down there, Joe. You see, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what we were in Dagenham. We had, we've got so many teams, and we're getting crowds of like three, four hundred. Yeah. Like, we get a crowd of five hundred. It's like, oh, it's a good, 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 a good crowd this week. But I used yeah. to look at them ones and think that must be brilliant. Like, play, especially when he's in like the, the Ishmael League and things like that. Yeah. And, and and I was like, that's that's when like for me, that's where my memories of Yeovil come from, from the, like the old non-league days when I started watching them like non-league back in the mid-80s and things like that. When 
when they played on pitches, it was just mud. They didn't bother having grass in non-league. I remember, I remember a few of them. I'm old enough to remember a few for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, like you say, that it, it feel it feels then like you're you're in a little bit of a of of a of a gelling together. Thing. But there's, I mean, there's still some players. I look for your team. There's still Elliot Justin in goal. I think your manager was talking about him as the best goalkeeper in the division. You got Paul McCallum, who's always going to score goals for you. I mean, there's still a lot of threats in um in this Dagenham side. I think personally, the three players we've got playing up, up front, we've got like Paul McCallum, Josh Walker, and Junior Moraes. Mm. Apart from teams like Wrexham, who've got ridiculous players, I think for the standard we're at, I think they're three of the top strikers in this league. Yeah. But obviously, when you've got players like Paul Mullins playing for yeah. Wrexham, it's, it's just ridiculous. But yeah. I think if we look at the standard where we're at, our forward line is very good. If any of those get injured or suspended, then we're in a bit of trouble. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think but, that's but, Elliot, but Elliot Justin is is like he's a a cult hero a day yeah. and uh, Harry's not been picked up by a football league club I don't know he could easily play championship level yeah and yeah, exactly. it's, it's just such a good goalkeeper and and, and shows loyalty as well yeah well don't wish him away Joel if you got to no, no, play no, there no. yeah yeah <laughs> keep hold of him yeah because normally what happens if as soon as the player wins player of the year for us they leave they're off yeah 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 but with him it doesn't seem to have happened and 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 i'm glad it's not because it means yeah. we've, we've had a fantastic goalkeeper for the last five or six years yeah yeah well i remember yeah when he when he came onto the scene and he see yeah he's certainly been he's, he's stuck with it isn't he so um yeah he's uh he's decent but i, I was going to ask you about omar musa because he's um weymouth obviously our our uh, our local rivals so uh, <laughs> and uh he's uh i remember him getting uh he got sent off in the, in a game for playing for Weymouth last season at our place, so uh, yeah, ex Weymouth players usually get a, a special reception, shall we say? Has he <laughs> has he featured much uh, for you since he's he's been back? Um, he played the opening game of the season against Gateshead. Um, right. Gateshead done a real good job on him, but I think they knew that he was going to be the danger man. They crowded him out of the game, and then I think he picks up an injury because he's not been actually even in the squad right. for the games so, after that, and okay. it's a shame because. He's a fantastic player, mm. but, but Gaiser just showed everyone how to play against him. Right. And, okay. Don't and, give him the space. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Don't give him any time on the ball. And not that he, he didn't play badly, he just wasn't as efficient as he could be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and then the other place you, you said you've brought in centre after was that you got a guy from uh, Grimsby, didn't you? It was in the Grimsby team that went up. It long Ooh. king. Oh, hey, yeah. Um, I, I, I thought he come from Woking. He might have come from Grimsby. I'm not sure. Yeah, oh, that, right. I thought it was Grimsby. Anyway, yeah. yeah I'm, right. I might be wrong. I've, this summer, I've hardly done, any, I've hardly looked at anything. <laughs> I've, been, I've been spending my summer standing in the sea and relaxing. Oh, that, like sounds, that. that sounds like a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, it's I not really to come back and talk about players, though. That's the I, problem. I, I, tell you, I tell you, we're both actually right here because I've just looked it up and he did come from Grimsby, but he was on loan at Woking for ah, the second half where, of last yeah. season. So that's, that's where I probably remember him from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But we're both right or both yeah. wrong, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it as a, as a it's a win. We're both, we're a both win. right. We're I'll both take that as a win. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's he's only played. He's come off the bench. He's not started. I think he's, I think last game was the first game he started. Right. He look he looks really good. Mm-hmm. He looks really good. He's the right age. He's like twenty seven years old, and he's the perfect age that you want for a centre half really playing mm-hmm. at this level and the sort of where we want to go to as well because. Like none, no, I don't think no Dagenham sport was expecting us to like win the league. When you've got teams like the size of clubs that are in our league, 
it's just it's just ridiculous when you look at it. Like I used to think years ago, it's hard to get promoted out of this league. You look at team, you look at the teams that dropped down this year, like Scunthorpe and Oldham. Yeah, like them clubs, like Oldham especially, are a massive club. I, yeah. I don't know. I think they, they might struggle. They're a Premier League club, uh, you know, yeah. within our lifetimes, weren't they? Certainly, yeah, within, exactly. Within my lifetime, so and I think they're the first ones ever in the Premier League era have ever dropped that far down. I know they've got their problems, haven't they? Um, but like you say, I, I, they they lost to Wilston, I think, who've had a, a great start as well. We got them Bank Holiday Monday, Wilston, and 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 they certainly seem to be flying. But yeah, I think Oldham have had a bit of a bit of a wake-up call, isn't it? It's going to be a culture shock for them, going mm. like some, some of the away games they'll be going. I think they're going to enjoy it because I remember when Tranmere come down and yeah. I was talking to some Tranmere supporters and they said, like, it's awful for the club, but we're loving it. We're going to grounds that we've never even heard of before. Yeah, yeah. And and, yeah. and, and that's that's a, that's why I love non-league football. I hate it that we got relegated back in. I'm not saying... Same as you as well, because you think 10 yeah. years ago you were, you were in the championship. Yeah, and don't then, remind me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Ten years ago, we was in League One. It was, oh, yeah. seems like a lifetime ago. But when we dropped, like, I've probably one of the few Dagenham supporters that wasn't disappointed that we were back in. I didn't see it as a backward step. I saw it as a, a chance to go back down, regroup, yeah. find find a club that we used to be that got us into the, to them heights in the first place. Because I think when you become a league club for a certain number of years, you sort of lose your identity a bit that you had. Before, like Dagnum were like the plucky underdogs. Mm. And then suddenly, like, we were coming up against teams and suddenly we're not the underdogs anymore. It's like, well, when did that change happen? <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I mean, it's been obviously a few years that you've been down there now. I mean, do you think that that is coming? You, you, you are rediscovering maybe not the same identity, but at least a different identity? I think it, it's strange considering, like, now we've got American owners mm. that the club sort of bonded more with American owners coming in because because like before we had local people that were running the club and things like yeah. that and there seemed to be a massive gap between the supporters and the, and the actual club itself and it's something that like if if anyone knew the Dagnum or Dagnum and Redbridge from years ago it was like a very family orientated club it was like we had like the way everything was set up it was like there wasn't sort of one person majorly in charge. It was like yeah. a whole, everyone was in it together. And then once you go into the football league, you have to start getting more professional. You have to have mm. a proper chairman. You have to have a director. And, and all these people have to be in place for you to be run as a professional football club. And I think somewhere along the line, you do lose that identity. And I think it, what it takes is success will always make a club have the feel-good factor. And I think the problem that we've had is we kept, like, we almost went out of business a few years ago we luckily enough, I know a lot of supporters don't see it, but Peter Taylor come in and managed us when we had nothing. And we had we said to him, Well, your budget's like three pounds, mate. Off you go. Let's see what <laughs> you can much? do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they had a whip round at the local the local McDonald's or something like that. <laughs> but it's like it's it was just it was just ridiculous. Like we was getting all these young players in that had no experience at that level. And we was yeah. like, if we stay up, it's gonna be a miracle. And we was, I think we was just above mid-table and I think it's, it was, yeah, and I think that sort of started the, the, like the sort of us being with the club again because we thought we were so close to going out of business and then suddenly we got, we got our club back and then American owners come in and they were very, found, like, I think the thing you can say about Americans, they know how to look after their fans at sports events mm. and so they come over, they knew that they had to join in. So they come over and when they visit, they're in there as the supporters in the clubhouse, drinking with them buying them drinks, having drinks bought for them. And I think that brought the bond back as well, because a lot of the, all the Dagenham supporters love the American owners. It's yeah. a shame that they're like stuck in America most of the time with their other businesses, but 
you know that they've got the, 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 the sort of the club at heart and they like they sort of they see it as a project not just as, like you, if you if you're owning a non-league team you're not making any money so this yeah. has to be a project of love and i think if you have someone in charge that you know it's going to look after your club it brings the supporters a lot closer to the club obviously there can still be stuff stuff that needs to be done but it's a step in the right direction and i'm actually enjoying going over there again and just like being around like chatting with people and there's also there's always going to be times where everything's going wrong we're the worst team in the world and we're never going to get promoted we've got the worst manager the worst whatever worst defender worst strikers but I think as a club as a whole, I think at the moment it's going in the right direction again. It might take us another couple of years or so to get up, but I don't care. I'm, I'm quite happy with going over to a club and, and have it thriving and not sort of looking over our shoulders going, well, we're, we have to sell a player now to keep afloat. Because that's what we used to have to do years ago. We, to, we knew we had to sell at least one player a season for around about 150 grand to, so, to be able to compete next the, the season after that. And, to, to not have that worry anymore, I think it sort of like raises naturally raises the spirit of the supporter, and it's yeah. like all, all you really want for your club, all you want for your club to do is you just want to go there, play well, not play like you, just give a hundred percent. That's all I ask for the players. Just go there, give hundred percent. If you end up losing, so what? You lose. It's, that's yeah. football. You can't win every game. But I think the way it is at the moment, it's moving in the right direction, and and that makes me extremely happy. Well, that's lovely to hear. And I know there'll be a lot of Yeovil fans uh, listening to that who yearn for that same kind of feeling, I think. So hopefully you're the, you're the blueprint that we can, uh, <laughs> uh, we can, we can follow and, and come back around. Well, last question for you then, Joel. What are you thinking about Saturday? Um, you've got your first win on the board. Yeovil's still looking for theirs. So um, are you feeling confident going into Saturday? Um, we, we seem to have a habit, which is well, it's a habit I've noticed since I supported Dagnum since the mid-80s, that we can't defend set pieces. I don't know if it's something in the air that we breathe around here, but um, <laughs> if we give away a set piece against you on Saturday, I'm going to be worried. Right, uh, okay. But the, our problem at the moment is that we're not really scoring. Well, we've got these like, exciting forward players, but we're, like, we're not scoring goals, and that's always a worry. And if you look at our games against, like Yeovil especially, like I know, I know we beat was it was it two or three nil last year? Three nil was yeah, yeah. yeah. and place. yeah, I've I, I struggled to see that again because usually it's it's pretty tight games between the two of us. I remember you beat us one nil at our place, and yeah, I remember everyone right. around me was like, "Oh, this is going to be easy." I was like, "It's never easy yeah. against Yeovil, yeah. no yeah. matter where they are in the league. It's always tight games." If I remember and I was, the one that I at, as well. Yeah, your your at uh, your place, we had Josh um, Josh Quigley, Joe Quigley playing up front for us, and I remember <laughs> your your fans telling us that he was just head head on a stick, and he had a decent game against you. But uh, I think one of the only players we've got left in our team who might have a direct link is a, is our captain's called Josh Staunton. Who I absolutely love Josh Staunton when he yeah. plays us. Yeah, he was an I, absolute no, rock. He was. Nobody says a bad word about Josh Staunton, so I was going to ask you what your thoughts were on Josh Staunton. So uh, you've done it. Yeah, I, I think when Josh played for us, he didn't get enough credit. He didn't get enough games. He was played in probably four or five different positions, but every time he played, wherever you played him, he would put his head where most players wouldn't put their feet. Yeah, and if you've got a player like that, if I could have eleven Josh Staunton's on the pitch, I'd be happy. He he was immense, and he'll never give up. He might make the odd mistake. They wouldn't be playing at his level if they didn't make mistakes. If they didn't make mistakes, they'd be playing in the Premier League. But I think 
he is a fantastic player. And I was gutted. I think he was only with us last season. Yeah. Yeah, it looks it's like it ridiculous. Yeah, and that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. Considering where we were as a club as well, around about that time, he was he was a sort of player that I said, we should be keeping hold of him and building teams around yeah. him. He, he, he should have been our captain. Yeah. Simple well, as that. Yeah, he got, uh, yeah, he's got our, another ex-player yours left us in the summer, just... Um, just in the brain, yeah. Luke Wilkinson. Luke Wilkinson left mm. us, and uh, yeah, and he went to he went to Woking. So, um, and Josh was given the were given the captaincy, and um, uh, yeah, Ben, who does the podcast with me, he is equally a fully signed up member of the Just Thornton fan club. So, yeah. He, he will be listening to this, Joel, and and nodding along with everything you said there. So um, as as will we all, I think. Well, that's brilliant, Joel. Really appreciate you joining us. Um, I I would wish you good luck on Saturday, but you know I wouldn't mean it. So um, I shall wish. Should we go for a four all draw? Should we go we'll for go, a high scoring draw? We'll go we'll for a four all draw. That sounds <laughs> exciting, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. We'll go for that as long as it's not another three 0 spanking. I will I will take it. Yeah, nice one. I mean, I think I don't think we're going to get that, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows what Dagdon's going to turn up? Exactly. We'll we'll we'll, we'll find out after Saturday, come five o'clock. Well, <laughs> stuff. Joe, appreciate you joining us. Thanks again, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll speak to you uh, later in the season when, um, unless Terry's back off his holiday. No, I think I'm going to take over from now. It's my thing now. I think. <laughs> hey, right. Well, I look forward to welcoming you back. Well, cheers, thanks for having me. Though. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks, mate. Cheers. All right, cheers. That was Joel, who is obviously contending with Ben for the uh, the love of Josh Staunton. Uh, ben, can anyone match your love of Josh Staunton, do you think? Not even close. Not even close. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty close. No, I'd say not. it was pretty close. He was, a, he, was a big, he was a big fan. I don't know, if he, I don't know who Dagenham and Redbridge's equivalent of Terry Skiverton is. But he was only there for one season, Josh Staunton, and he got that kind of feeling for him. So... Well, he's yeah. into his third season with us, so it's yeah. triple the amount. Because yeah. I've been a, I've been an absolute day oneer. So, <laughs> love you, wait, Josh. Wait, wait your place, Joel. Yeah, <laughs> an absolute day oneer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would describe Ben. <laughs> um, right, Dagenham. Then what? 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 What are we expecting from Dagenham? That's a joke. Um... <laughs> Didn't get asked. Oh, no, off the no. back of you know, off the back of these two, two results, you you were Ben, you were at both. Mm-hmm. Coach, you're at one. Do you think the manager sort of said today? How many were you uh, at? <laughs> Zilch. <laughs> I was looking for Dale Gorman. Um, <laughs> ben found him. Found him. <laughs> He's the reason Pearson was missing in the second one. The stupid little git. I was going to say something much worse then, but self-edited. Well done. Um, what what differences? I mean, the manager said today, didn't he, that he might change things up a little bit because this is a different kind of game against Dagenham, and then quickly followed by Wealdstone. What differences do you want to see from us in the next seventy two hours? Do I want to see, or do I think we'll see? I think I think we'll go back to the three five two at home for the home game because I think we're expected to have a lot more of the ball, and I think that that will hopefully free up the attackers uh, from wide areas a little bit more. Um, I think we'll only see Lawson Diaz for one because he was 
was feeling it by the end of that Altrium game. They didn't really want to take him off and they kind of had to because he couldn't really move. I think we're going to have to manage him and, and two games in a week is, is sometimes tough. Two games in 72 hours, I think is tough. So I think we'll see a few changes in the midfield. Um, I just think we'll get back to, hopefully we'll get back to the performance against Barnet and just finish off the moves that we we did. Oh, I, I can't get my head around how we haven't scored six against Barnet. Genuinely, six, seven, eight. It, it could have been, and no one would have moaned. And I, I know it sounds ridiculous, isn't it? But no one could have complained if we'd have won that game 6-2. It's that ridiculous. We were that dominant, especially in the first half. So I, I, I think we'll go back to those, those principles, especially early on, try and get at Dagenham, who have done okay so far this season. Paul McCallum's got a couple. He has a great record against us. Um, if we can keep him quiet as we did for so long, keeping good players quiet last season, probably McCallum was the exception to the rule, wasn't he, last season, where he scored a few against us. Uh, scored kept... a goal for us at, uh, at their place, if I remember rightly. I think you're right, he did. He scored in that 1-0 loss and then got a couple in the return leg. Did, am I imagining it? Did he score for Barnet in the playoffs he did, against yeah. us? No, you're not yeah. imagining it, you're right, he did. So, yeah, I don't particularly like him and his goal-scoring record against us recently. So, we need to keep him quiet. They'll have other threats, of course they will, but I, I liked what the, what the manager said was, actually, it's more about us because the way we have played for 20 minutes against Scunthorpe, for most of the game against Wrexham, for all of the game against Barnet, and then in fits and starts when we got a bit of the ball against Altrium. I'm happy just to kind of keep out that style what will change, I think, is the tactics and the, the, the formation, sorry, and the, the personnel across the two games. Not a lot will change other than that, I think. With regards to personnel, we're hoping to have Pearson back, an extended loan for Pearson as well. So for those who were annoyed about the one month, hopefully they'll be happy now. Mm. Um, and also Ben Richards-Everton looks like he could be back in contention too, plus two new signings as well. So, you know, that's could be a good chunk of the team is changed up for, for Saturday and Monday. And I think it's quite good that we've got a bit of depth, a um, bit of added depth coming in. Yeah, I suppose it depends on what that depth looks like, doesn't it? When, when you're away, we spoke about the loans that we've got in, the likes of... Finley Craig, and I know Alfie Pond is obviously a relative newcomer. Will Boose as well, obviously goalkeeper. So, um, but these are all lone players that we've got that haven't troubled anything more than the uh, than than the substitute bench. So, um, if there's more loan, am I right in saying that there's no limit on the amount of loans you can have? There's just a limit on the amount of loans you can put in the squad. So we could have twenty loans, but we could only put five of them in the squad. It's all right. Yeah. yeah, Ben I is nodding. A, you can't, you can't hear this, folks. But he is <laughs> I think there's a limit to how many like season-long loans you can have. Okay, but there's not a limit to how many short-term. Right. So four season-long. Ben, Ben's going into the world of mine at the moment, just holding up fingers. I mean, this is um, great for audio, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> ben nodding and yeah, yeah. Um, um, so how many season-long loans? Football have we got? Man- on football manager, it's like five, I think, Ben. Oh, well, unless the rules have changed since I last looked at them, I thought it was four, but maybe five, I guess. Almost like football manager isn't the real world. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty close. Very accurate, though, Dave. Yeah. Um, So how many season-long loans have we got? 
Will Boosie is season long. Um, Krask. But he's a youth loan as well, isn't he? Yeah, that is slightly different. That is slightly different. Yeah, yeah. I think there, there's no limit to youth loans. I know that. So you can have as many of them as you down where I want because you get into you get into things like work experience loans and all the rest of it if you really get close to bringing in kids and stuff. So um, Sam Perry, he's a season long. He's season long, yeah. Yeah. Sam Pearson till January. Yeah. And um, who's the other one? That's it, isn't it? Gravosti is only Gravosti, yeah. is a short term. I think that was. Um, yeah. I think the phrase was so possibly a month, possibly. Possibly that. Um, I still feel like we're missing one. Pearson Perry, Keeper, Gravosti, Crast. No, I think that's it. No, that's, that's it. Six, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, yeah. six. Yeah, yeah. That's so, sick. yeah, um, I don't know whether... I, I don't know if Gravosti might be closer to the end of his spell than than the beginning of it. Yeah. Um, you think if one of these new arrivals is alone, then they're probably alone has got to go the other way now. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have thought so. Yeah. And depending on who that, you know, who that is, if that's a striker, then presumably Gravosti is on his way. Likewise, if it's a defender, maybe Kraisk. Is it Kraisk or Krask? No one knows. No There's a, we've got a few pronunciation issues, haven't we, in this? I know there is a there is a question about it, but I'm not sure there are issues. Oh yeah, no. Well, other people have issues. We didn't have issues. Solution providers. <laughs> it's Mal, Mal yeah. Linton. Yeah, and Fish <laughs> Ol- Alex. Olivia, Al- Olivia Olbert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's obvious. When are we going to see him? He's had a bit of an injury. Apparently, he has been warming up pre-match with a couple of sort of uh, spare low knees. So the la- when I was at the Barnet game, he. Krask and Gravosti weren't in the squad, but they were all out with Scott Wickens in full kit, full training kit, and they were doing uh, football work, fitness work and stuff. So they were like having a full little mini training session amongst them. So they are there, but apparently um, Bear has had a bit of an injury that's just kept him from being in the squad. And when you've only got five, if you've got someone who's not quite ready to go, you don't take the gamble of them. If, I think we would have seen him possibly even on the pitch if we'd have had seven because we'd have chucked him on. But yeah. That's that's where he's been, but I think double header. I think we might see him involved sooner rather than later. That'd be good because I think he's one of these that saw flashes of him in pre-season. But mm. you know, I think he was signed with kind of a little bit of excitement about being involved, really. Um, so that's an added permanent body that's not alone that will yeah. give us an option. It was done early as well, wasn't it? Yes. So he's yeah. been with us. He's had the whole preseason. He should be up to sort of teammate sort of levels of being aware and all the rest of it of, of what's going on and how things are done. So, yeah, I hope he's ready to, to get involved sooner rather than later. What did you think about seeing Pearson in long form against Barnett? Because you saw the last, this is like 30 or so, yeah, 20 or so when he came on against Scunthorpe and against um, Wrexham, he was just all over the place and looked like a player who was not phased by anything. Very, very different game against Barnet for obvious Northern Irish reasons. Um, <laughs> he handled that very well, I thought. He wasn't as effective going forward because he was just being kicked and punched and shoved and all the rest of it. Um, but he, he had to deal with that and he was clearly feeling couple of times he went down and just stayed down for a little bit longer he, he he finally got taken off towards the end I think more just to kind of 
try and save his body and prevent any serious injury from taking place. Um, he wasn't particularly well protected by the officials, but what he did do was keep his cool and keep himself going and keep to his values. He didn't necessarily do much of the retaliation. He didn't just try and keep it simple. He didn't just, as soon as he get the ball, just look backwards, find a centre-back and, and run away. He's still trying to get the ball and get moving with it. Probably should have scored. I think he should have got his first... Well, he had a shot on tar- a shot on goal within about 40 seconds of the start. And you could argue that he probably should be getting that at least on target. But then into the second half, he burrows down on the goalkeeper and he just takes an extra split second. And you can almost, you could see the cogs working of, do I shoot? Do I pass? Who's around me? And it only takes a split second, doesn't it? And in the end, it's a bit of a tame shot when I'm just thinking, just leather the thing. Don't have to be too fancy with it. So he's got he's got decision making to improve on. But I think I said in one of my conclusions over one of the two games, he is the absolute real deal. He's got it all. And if we can get the best out of him for this stage of his development, yeah, huge bonus to have him for as long as possible. He um got 33% of the vote for man of the match in that um Barnett game. So he was the first choice for many. Or for, or for 33%, he was the first choice, which was the highest yeah. number of people for one player, followed by your mate Josh with 20%. Yeah, I thought he looked good for the vast majority of it. I thought he looked good at Ultram, actually, very sort of commanding. You could see him clearly trying to organise from the back. Um, we, we said it on the on the weekend's podcast with, with Sheridan, having seen the goal back, the equaliser back, he will probably be a little bit disappointed he doesn't get closer to the guy who heads it in, um, and he'll probably take that on himself. It's not his fault. I don't think it's a good header, and the cross should never be making it that far. But he'll look back at that and think, oh, maybe if I was a bit putting a bit more pressure on. But, yeah, he's he's looked – I'm not a big fan of him at centre-back. I'm really not, but he has looked very, very calm and assured. And I think we might see him there a little bit longer, even if Ben richards Everton does come back into the fold. I was going to ask you that. Do you think he? Do you think he will? Given that um, two goals that we conceded on Saturday were defensive errors. I think so. I think so because actually chopping and changing the defence now unnecessarily might be sort of counterproductive. I wouldn't necessarily go chucking Alfie Pond in just yet. He's an eighteen-year-old kid. I know he's thought of very highly, and Celtic and Rangers have have taken a look, but. I think I want to get us that first win first before we start making unnecessary changes. That's why I'd play Lawson Diaz um, for, for the for the Dagenham game and then not for the Wheelston game. I agreed entirely with what Sheridan said, where you, you need your best players until you until you get that winning feeling. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd stick with that, with the idea that if you go and beat Dagenham, then you take Diaz out, put Staunton in midfield, and put Richard Everton in or Pond in for, for Wheelston because you've got that first one in the bank and you know it's d- done and dusted. So that's how I'd play it myself. I wouldn't change an awful lot in terms of personnel um, in in that spine. I think that's that's where we need to stay consistent. You've got that winning feeling. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I had to go all top gun on you there. Do you think you're going to get that winning feeling? What, what's, your, what's your predictions? Come on, go on predictions. Me? And Dag and Ham. Dag and uh, Ham, both of them. Dagenham and Redbridge. Um, Redbridge. I think, I think they do score. 
Yeah, we we score more than once. And yes. they score. And they do score. <laughs> do we win? They score and we score. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Perkins predictions. predictions. Well, last time uh, Dagenham came to town, Grant Smith gave the ball to Paul McCallum to score an open goal. Um, so anything away from that is going to be an improvement. Um, so neither of you have answered the question. Though, I don't know. I think give us a chance, Dave. <laughs> to be fair, I gave Ben at least three chances and he didn't take any of them. But, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a yellow striker. Um, hey! <laughs> it doesn't actually. I, I think. I think no, that's uh, unfair. Yeah, that is unfair. Um, I... Sounds like Yeovil defence to another opposition striker. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. It's hard to it's hard to know at the moment because it's still such early days. Dagenham obviously their first couple of games didn't go brilliantly. Since then they've drawn and won, so they're you know they're on a little bit of a upward curve, finding themselves a bit. Um, but but Joel so was saying there about... that they didn't think that they were they weren't playing particularly well despite winning. Well, that's you know you can win and not play well, then that's ideal. Sign of champions. Whereas we're playing we're playing all right and. Not winning yet. Um, we heard that before. I think, like Ben, I think we'll score, <laughs> and I also think they'll score. Yeah. Um, you think we'll score more? Oh, I've got. I think we're going to score more, haven't I? Okay. We're at so, home. As long as football's think, the real winner. Well, yeah, football's the winner. That, that's true. That's true. Hardball is the real winner. <laughs> <laughs> A bit of hardball. Send the fans home happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I reckon it'll be three, three, one, oh, three, three, one. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, fish and right. Mal. fish and Mal. Right. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that uh, Jimmy Torre starts, scores really early on as well. Fourth minute, one nil up. Um, <laughs> How can you go from will score? I haven't to, finished. I haven't and finished. they'll score. I haven't to finished. Jimmy Torre is gonna score in the fourth minute. Like, <laughs> That's how we're doing it. Jimmy Torrey, fourth minute, uh, starts. Uh, they will equalise seconds before halftime and we'll go, oh, here we go again. Paul McCallum, of course. Probably a penalty. There you go. Uh, penalty for McCallum, 44 minutes, He's 58 seconds. Josh um, conceded it. Right in the middle. Absolute shocker of a decision against Jamie Record. Never a pen. Not in a month of Sundays. Jamie Record uh, don't get in the box anymore. Exactly. Well, that's why he's not. Yeah, he's he's in a position. He's out of position. Not feeling it. Ref gives him never a pen. Um, second half, we come out all guns blazing. We've made a change. Fisher's come on. He's laid the ball on for Mal. Fisher Mal again. So really early on in the second half, two one up. They're pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Eighty fourth minute, we catch him on a break. Uh, Chury Johnson's come on down the right hand side. Whip the ball in, Fisher nods home, 3-1. They then go completely to pot. We make it 4-1, big Josh Norton, last-minute header. 4-1. There you go. Wow. Cut to a vision of our mate Joel sobbing on the away terrace as Correct. Josh Daunton fist pumps past him. Yep, there you go. Coxie, have you got uh, <laughs> have you got anything to that level of I've detail? Got no- I've got nothing to that level of detail, no. <laughs> I'll go for a two-all draw. Ah, <laughs> oh, Desmond. Oh, splinters. <laughs> that, that's probably more realistic than, uh, I would, uh, than anything. I would, I would agree. 
There you go. Right, I keep thinking about Wildstone, but we can uh, talk about Wildstone on Sunday after the Dagenham game, can't we? So, shall we take some GCQs? Let's take some. I've got them here. Yeah. Um, should I do Matt, Matt Crivelli jumped the gun with a GCQ? Oh, did he? I saw that. We we have Mind kind him. of referenced it. Yeah, there is a divisive uncertainty that has appeared around our oh. club, which has our fans disagreeing with each other, and that needs sorting urgently. By oh, this, I of course mean how our players' names are pronounced. Right. Well, Jimmy... let's turn to the broadcaster. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, Jimmy and Malachi. It's Jimmy and Malachi. But there are too many random versions on the terraces. And dare I say it, online. The fans need a definitive clarification. Go on there. What, Jimmy and Malachi? Yeah, Jimmy and Malachi. Jimmy and Mal. Jimmy, Jimmy, Fish, Jimmy Fish and Mal. As a front three. Yeah. <laughs> Here is the other one. Uh, so when Albert comes back, we'll have that to contend with. And Krask or Krask. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I am concerned somebody is going to refer to Albert as Albert at some point. <laughs> and we should absolutely say he's called Holbert. But... Holbert? <laughs> Olivier Albert sounds that Oliver Holbert's good, isn't he? That Oliver Holbert's all right, isn't he? Does it right down the wing? <laughs> yeah, so I prefer Olivier. Um, okay, we I think we've clarified that, Matt. Yeah, and it is, uh, and it is just, just for clarification, Max Hunt. Uh, just in case anyone wanted to, you know, Grant Smith. I did see, I don't know if anyone saw the Crystal Palace uh, social media did a, a video of all the players walking up to the screen and saying their name in uh, the proper pronunciation. Maybe we should do that. Oh. There you go. And, and you want to hear Bristol-born Ole Albert come up and go, Olivier Elbier. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Okay, yes, let's do please. it. Sam, uh, you've heard it. Make it happen. Make it, make happen, it so. Uh, speaking of Crystal Palace, Palace Glover. Uh, asks with the news of getting two more players in who would you want in what position just to make this podcast out of date I'd like Dennis Bergkamp in a number 10 (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I was doing a little bit of social media stalking (laughs) to try and get a bit of an idea and genuinely the last person that Morgan Williams followed on Instagram was Ben Barrett Claude, Claude Makaleli. <laughs> there, there you go, coming in. I think we could do with that. Although he, Matt yeah, Wellington's doing a good job in there. Well, Matt Wellington can bomb forward. You got Claude Makaleli. You have Makaleli for half the games. Diaz for half the games. Laughing, sorted, win the league. So there you go. We'll have Claude Makaleli, please, sir. Okay, that's one. Claude Makaleli and Dennis Bergkamp. <laughs> those go. are the two. So, I'll do it. That'll do. Those are the two. I don't um, know any players. No. We make I, predictions and, you know, Ben puts in so much effort to find players that I don't don't, aren't even real most of the time. <laughs> Some of them I've forgotten the name of. Who was the kid at Bournemouth? Ewan, Ewan Pollock. Pollock. Ewan Pollock. What's he up to? Bailey Cargill. Oh, yeah. There's those two. There you go. Who was that? Who was that? Like thirty-two-year-old who scored goals in National League South in like twenty eighteen? Who Ben thought? Oh, was Alex Wall. Who are these people? I still think, I still I think mean, it. 
Still think he's a genuine option, by the way. He might and cost a couple of quid. The striker who played for the Indian team, the Bengal. Oh, okay. Oh, Aaron yeah. Holloway. Holloway. Holloway, somebody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ian's better, le- better late than never. One of them could come in. Yeah. Uh, we've actually got a recommendation of Wait. a player here. Yeah, from uh, Jake Gallagher. He said, am I able to recommend a signing through the pod? It's clear that YCFC are lacking in the uh, barstool department, having lost Gorman and Barnett in the summer, two players who love to tackle. While we don't miss those players specifically, we could do with adding a nasty streak. Ben, that can, I mind, just ask your, can I just ask your thought? Do we need a nasty streak? Mm, not really. That's a no. funny noise. No, <laughs> not yet. Cat was boiled. <laughs> Trevor? Oh, friend of the pod, yeah. Dave's best right. mate. Yeah. Um, oh, with that in mind, mate. I'd like to recommend Middlesbrough's under 21s Hayden Hackney. He was booked well, 12 with times with, with a name like Hackney. You'd expect him to be not great in the tackle, wouldn't you? Here we go. He was booked 12 times in 28 games last season in League Two for Scunthorpe. He's a midfield box to box player, all action makes two fouls per game on average. He might be the barstool we need. Just the barstool we need. <laughs> I know that there are people that that are, that are be listening to the well, might not be listening to this podcast. Who would who would love that kind of barstool in our team? Yeah, we're a bit what? nice. I mean, I said it a couple of weeks ago that we could have done with a Dale Gorman side, and there's Ben crying on air about him for most of the game so I think we could definitely <laughs> you were crying. crying you were crying <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I agree we need something um, is Hayden Middlesbrough's a long way Jack Robinson did it didn't he maybe we could get Ryan Burt back he liked to tackle did blimey yeah he did like a tackle didn't he whatever happened to him he went right, to he went to to... Solly hole and then just kind of did nothing. Uh, um, I, it's a, it's you know, it's a great, it's a great. I've just looked at his stats actually. He played in the EFL Cup for Middlesbrough against Barnsley, and obviously we've just had the latest round of the EFL Cup. And I, I do think that there's a genuine chance that whoever we are getting, especially if it's a loney, could be someone that a parent club has gone. Just wait, we need them for the EFL Cup game, and then you can have them. Basically, did, did Middlesbrough go out? Yes, they lost one nil. To Barnsley, um, so it's 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 a very valid thought. I'm just looking at his stats last year. Crikey, he did get booked a lot, didn't he? <laughs> More than Dale Gorman, I think. Yeah, I think we don't. We kind of want a player who's going to do that stuff and not get booked, don't we? You yeah, right, Dave? I, I just pinch my finger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, checking this. Just checking this is real. Like. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hayden Hackney, he can't be real. Let me smash my finger against my desk instead and see if that happens. All right. Well, we'll, okay. we'll by, by the time anyone listens to this, we'll know who they are anyway, won't they? Because they're yeah. all going to, they'll all get announced about nine, uh, nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. Cheers, Sam. Thanks, mate. Yeah. They just do it. They just you do it. Too. This evening, couldn't you? Yeah. They... Uh, we've got another question. Okay, though. I'll say that. <laughs> I just say that was a bit menacing. It was, wasn't it? And I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to come across. I didn't want to come across like that. So I wanted to wish him well about his broken arm, just to even things out of it. <laughs> that sounds even more menacing. Are you going to even out his broken arm? Jesus Christ! That's not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to break your arm. 
Ben's he's gone. trying to sound. I think he's trying to be nice, sir, but it's I, just I really was. not coming across yeah. that way. I, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. He's going all Tony <laughs> Soprano on us because he's got a black t-shirt on. That's what he thinks. Yeah, he is. I've got a black t-shirt on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a doorman <laughs> or something. Anyway, anyway. Dale Dorman. Um, oh, oh my God! From Dale Dorman to Dale Dorman. Oh. Phil and Graham, we said, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear right it has uh, to send it into fast because you're back again by the way yeah, Sheridan, nice. Dave and I spoke genuine interesting football conversation for an hour and 20 minutes the other night you turn yeah, back not shambles. any football for a week we sang oh shambles it's fine well we'll up it don't you worry about that can that's I say a, that me Sheridan and, me Sheridan and Foxy got we got several compliments about the level of football chat well, I'll still stand by the fact that there's not been any football for seven days. Wow. Okay. That doesn't that doesn't um, uh, accept uh, make me accept Dale Dorman to Dale Dorman, Dale Gorman, <laughs> Gorman to Dorman. <laughs> anyway, can't miss an open question. goal. Can't miss an open goal, can we? Um, right, you've got to pick a five. This is going to require a little bit of thinking, possibly a pen and note paper. Oh, right, hang on. Then. Um. You've got to pick a five-a-side team using YTFC players. This is a bit like our draft we did last summer. So if you've not listened to the draft, Joshua Frank Pitt, go back. I don't know what episode it is, but go back in the archives and you can find it where we picked a... We all picked 11 players and manager doing a draft. This is like this, but a five-a-side team using YTFC players from past and present. You cannot choose lone players. You cannot use a player already called up by another member of the Glovers cast. Let there be carnage, or not, as the case may be. So, okay, um, Dave, you can go first. Can I start from any position, or do you have to start from the back and go forward? I think starting from the back will make our lives a little bit easier. Okay, uh, Marek Steck, Ben, uh, Chris Will, Tony Pellock. Solid, solid, solid. What formation are we going for here? We've only got four outfields. Five. <laughs> five. A five. Are you going for two defenders or two midfielders? Uh, you can't go, I don't, attack, I don't know. go all out of that. I'm, I'm having two strikers. Right. Yeah. It's free, freedom to do what you want now. Okay. I just, Brilliant. I think, pick Brilliant. the kit. Ben, you can go first in this round. Um, at the back, I would like, um, I'd like Terry Skibbon. Got to be on it. Stephen Colker. Great show. Yeah, it's not your turn, Dave. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've had my chance now. Stephen Colker. Oh, okay. Terrell Forbes. <laughs> he's the next obvious pick after Stephen Colker. Is he? No, he's not. Just the first person that came into my head when I was thinking of Right. Uh, my turn first this round. Uh, Chris Cohen. Great shout. Dave. Is it my turn now? Are you sure? Yeah. Yes, it is. Dave, that's how we're doing it. Gavin Williams. Why does he always have to be Gavin Williams? Yeah, well, it just doesn't <laughs> it. I am having Lee Johnson, please. Okay. And I am going to have Mr. Darren Way. Um, I think it's your go first this time, Ben. Is it? Oh. Um... Your last pick, isn't it? I've got four. No, I've got three. I've got Will Skivo Johnson. Oh, you I got mean, another midfielder to pick then? Yeah, I got another midfielder to pick. Um, I would like. Oh, I'd like Sean McDonald. Oh, I can't have loans. Ah, oh, loans. 
Coker. Need to scrap Coker. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Terrell Forbes is really paying dividends now. <laughs> I'm going to put Staunton in. Oh, what? <laughs> That's not funny. You've seen how, even... Have you just seen how sinister I've been? He'll break your arm. Play that game. Well, He'll you should have picked him then, shouldn't you, Ben? Well, maybe I was gonna. <laughs> you didn't. It's you showed where your heart truly, off. your heart truly lies. I love Sam Foley, please. That's where. He's okay, not. my other love. Just a, <laughs> a quick check on the scores, Georgie Dawes. Uh, Dave, have you got four? No, I've got uh, three. I've got Steck, Forbes, and uh, and Super Gav. Okay, pick a fourth there. I'm going strikers now, so I'm going to have two strikers, and one of them right. is one of them is Philip Jevons. Uh, always Jevons and Williams. There you go. Always work, no? Um, Ben, you can go now, mate. Um, I am going to go for. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Jesus, don't yeah. think he's. I don't think he plays for us. Gabriel, um, started the season well, to be fair. I'm now stalling because I don't know which way to go. Uh, let's go. <laughs> I'm going my first hero in a YTFC green and white shirt, Warren Patmore. Nice. I was going to go down that route. Instead, I'm going to go for friend of the podcast, all around legend, Mr. Kevin Gore. Great. Oh, it's a great shout. It's a great shout. And a five-a-side game as well. I've you know, my my midfield is doing a lot of the work there. Skiver at one end, Patmore at the other. The, the Johnson and Foley are having to cover a lot of ground on a small pitch. Coach has still got one more to pick, I think. To yeah, I don't even need to say it. Do if I'm having two strikers and one of them is Phil Jevons, it's obviously the next one is Bartos. <laughs> Bartos, no. Howie, 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 Forrington. Oh, I definitely should have picked him just to. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Just a spite. I could have had Staunton and Forrington in the same team. and <laughs> That would be the shit out of Maybe you're the horrible thing in midfield we need, Perkins. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've I've you've got... threatened to break a man's arm on this podcast, Ben. All right. <laughs> so the listeners can decide. So my five is Pennock, Staunton, Way, Cohen and Gaul in a five-a-side team. Coatsy? Manny's Stick, Terrell Forbes, Gavin Williams, Phil Jevons, and Howard Fowlton. Where did I get Terrell Forbes from? I don't know. But... You'd score some goals, but you concede a few as well, wouldn't you? Oh, I would. I would have conceded an awful lot. Yeah, yeah. I'd be. I'd be full on Kevin Keegan. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, Wheels, Skivo, Johnson, Foley, and Patmore. I love it if we beat them. No, I love it. No one. No one went Madden. No, it's not bad. One season wonder, wasn't he? <laughs> He <laughs> was only here for one season. Uh, so, last, go, go on. No, you go on, Dave. You were no, gonna... no, 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 I was going to say we did. We did have another question, didn't we? Didn't Ben ask yeah. us a question? Oh, I've got another one as well. Oh, have you? I can't see. I've not used the hashtag, but it's, ah. I think it's worth uh, worth asking. It's bank holiday weekend, and you go for a pint on a Saturday night, and things get violent. This is, this is from <laughs> again. This is from John M. John Tosaurus. Which three players in the current squad do you want to be in your corner for a scrap against a drunken group of seagull botherers? Yeah. In the current squad? Yeah. So we can't have Dale Dorman then? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> he's not in the current squad. No, he's not. 
Josh Staunton, because I think he'll pacify things. I think he's a calming influence. He'll try and defuse the situation. Yeah. Ben Richards-Everton, because he's the massive. Oh, okay. To be fair. And I, I, Grant yeah. Smith for the post-fight celebration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how Grant Smith... Definitely putting Grant Smith in. 100% putting Grant Smith in. Um, uh, I reckon I reckon Sam Pearson's got something about him. He's got a low yeah. centre of gravity. I reckon he can swing a few punches if he needs to. Uh, Gimme Jimmy Toure. Gimme Jimmy Toure, I think he said. Gimme Jimmy Toure, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, gimme Jimmy. Uh, I reckon because he's a, he's a bit of a unit as well, isn't he? Uh, I'll chuck in Shiori Johnson as well because I saw him have a bit of a, a bit of a, not a scrap, but he wasn't afraid to stick a, a needle in altering him once or twice. He yeah, got it's a stuck bit <laughs> sticking needles in. He's not he's not an actual needle. Oh okay, right, just just the metaphorical needle. Okay, yes. I reckon I reckon against if he's against Weymouth as well. I I I think Lawson would would get in there, but you know with that injury record, you know would you would you want him? Getting into fisticuffs on the uh, promenade <laughs> with with seagulls or otherwise. You're right, Dave. Is there a moth in the room or something? No, there's like a <laughs> yeah, it's like a crane fly. Is that what they call it? And it's like yeah, you know yeah, they they're like completely out of control and disorientated, aren't they? I'm just waiting for it to like um, dive bomb me. Yeah, they're having that effect on you as well, aren't they? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll leave it there, shall we? Well, before before this train fly gets me. <laughs> yeah. Wish me luck. If I'm not here on Sunday, you know where I've gone. The crane fly got me. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. 